0: Well, 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 well. So today, Chandler and I are jumping on because I potentially am going to be out of town next week. So we decided, you know, what better evergreen content to pre-record mm-hmm. than some commentary on the cuts article "How to Behave" from New York well, Magazine? Yes, yes. Um, when these, when this dropped, um, yeah. It took the world by storm. And people everywhere, you know, were reposting. People couldn't add it to their stories fast enough. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, And really, there are a lot of edicts set down in this article that I'm not sure I totally agree with um, or appreciate, essentially, now having to try to live up to. Mm -hmm, But I mm -hmm. think that we should discuss, you know… Things that we thought were noteworthy, you know, lessons on decorum from right. New York Magazine that we thought yep. either we could learn from or maybe we took umbrage with. And a totally. few of our own rules, perhaps. hmm hmm please. Okay, so I'm going to start with the first, Chandler, which is, so according to New York Magazine, they say, don't foist your allergies onto a dinner party. This is their descriptor. Once I gave a dinner party with my ex, who was a fantastic cook. He created a five-horse menu and made the pasta by hand. Then a famous designer, I won't say who, showed up with a blender filled with ingredients for his own meal. He was on some very restricted diet. If I was on a very restricted diet or if I were gluten-free or vegan or anything, I would not say a word to my host. At a dinner party, it's about what the host wants to do. Just pick out what you Mm -hmm. can, then eat when you get home. Okay. Well, what's funny is that they said the word allergies, which feels like more life threatening than a mm-hmm. diet. You know, if you have a peanut allergy, you can ask the host not to cook Thai food. <laughs> well, or you can just say you have a peanut allergy. My personal feeling yeah. is that the state of having an allergy is mm. so ambiguous. It can right. be anything from pasta or b- carbohydrates make me bloated. Yeah. Like no shit. They give everyone inflammation and they disrupt everyone's gut microbiome um, because they're delicious and we eat too many of them. So there's that end of the spectrum to I carry an EpiPen with me at all times, lest an avocado pass my lips imperceptibly. Mm -hmm. And like it is this gulf that I feel like there's a big issue with people in the middle Trying to pretend that their preferences are actual, you know, life-threatening allergies. Sure, sure. Think? Yeah. No, I agree. I think you know, I my one of my best friends is allergic to peanuts. It's very serious, um, and you know that that's that is a situation that is a health condition. And you know, I think there's a difference between that and you know, I get kind of farty when I eat ice cream. Join the club. <laughs> Exactly. It's like our host is making us some handmade penna lobster situation. We are all going to leave here feeling like total shit. Like we need to become catatonic because we've eaten so much and it's so heavy. And that's the point. Yeah. Like we're not supposed to leave feeling better. This is not Eat to Live by Joel Furman. This is not like this is food as deliciousness. Um, Right. So anyway, this is a major pet peeve of mine because I feel like – Or I think – Yeah. If if the host asks, hey, are there any allergies I should be aware of? Great. Then I think you can say, hey, I'm trying to eat healthy. You know, I've done that before. I've been like – When I have friends who have dinner parties or whatever and they want, you know, feedback on what type of menu to – You know, I have no problem saying, oh, I'm trying to eat healthier these days Mm -hmm. or like giving preferences when, you know, the floor is open to me. It's when the floor is not open to you or when the meal has already been cooked that the time has passed. The time has passed and it's time to just push food around your plate, um, you know, and seem like you're eating and then, you know, carry out your own smoothing making in the privacy of your own kitchen. Right. right. Do not bring a Vitamix to a dinner party, people. It's Mm -hmm, like... mm -hmm. It's like, where were these people raised? Actually, this Um, feels like something you would have done. Oh, I mean, I can tell you a story. So as a woman who's in her youth went on many a diet, there was one time when my high school friends and I went out to dinner at South Coast Plaza. And of course I was on a raw food diet, but being, I've probably told a story before, but you know, we're we're out of new stories, everyone. So we're just going to have to listen to the old ones. Um, Being, being classy enough. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm not going to go to dinner or I can't or not can't eat any of the food. I'm going to go when the waiter asks, what the, so the waiter goes around and asks what I'd like. I'm like, oh, I'm good. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I'll just take a plate. People look at me quizzically, but we just kind of go from there. <laughs> I'm like 19 or maybe 17 because I was in high school. Anyway, uh, our meals arrive. I was given a plate. I surreptitiously, you know, as discreetly as I can, pull out two bananas from, Ugh, you're such a from my purse. You're on- Lauren, the <laughs> fact that you have made it this far and you still have close friends. You pull out a banana. I don't actually know this story. I've never heard this. You've never told this before. Oh, Somehow. really? There. Yes. I've, ne- I've never heard this. Two bananas. I pulled out two bananas. See, not just one. Actually, two, the image of two bananas on a plate is even more strange. So bizarre. Because I was on a like raw <laughs> I feel like Tilda Swinton would do something like this. Like just like a little bit chaotic and unhinged. Super chaotic, super unhinged. Um. Anyway, yes, Chandler. When I was nineteen, and had no no understanding of things. Certain things make people uncomfortable. Um, yes, I would have done that. But no, I think I have a little bit better manners now. It actually reminds me of a another situation. So Kagan and I were invited to a dinner party about a year ago. And, you know, the hostess had killed herself to make a stunning meal, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And not only that, but she had killed herself to also provide alternative options for one of the guests who was a friend wow. of ours, who was a vegetarian. And so, you know, she made these gorgeous burgers for everyone. But then she was like, oh, here you go, X, you know, X person. I'm not going to say their name, I'm not going to blast them. But um, she was like, here you go. I made these vegetables for you. And Mm -hmm. she sets Mm -hmm. out, you know, there's like two trays full of vegetables.
1: Gorgeous. To which this person responds. Your worst nightmare.
0: Oh, I'm actually not eating. (gasps) I'm not hungry. I actually know who you're talking about. So I personally, I'm, like, yeah. floored, right? Yeah. Like, this is yeah. everything our mother raised us not to do. Right. Like, be right. gracious, you know, be f- thankful, like, be, you know, if if the host makes you dinner, eat the dinner, you know, gobble that, right. gobble it up with joy, as you should right. when someone makes you a delicious meal. Um. So anyway, so then I leave with Kagan thinking, well, now let me let me at least – I got to get this out of my system. Like I got to talk about how awkward that was and how that was just not acceptable to which Kagan does not even like delight me. in I, what I think should be a shared <laughs> pleasure between right. two partners, which is right. discussing the people you've just hung out with. Yeah. Um, no, I <laughs> the roles. <laughs> that is literally. literally the, your duty as someone's husband mm-hmm. or wife. It is yeah. to talk Those about everyone uns- who was just at the party. Unspoken vows. Yes. At which point, he's like, I don't think it's rude to not eat if you're not hungry. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, anyway I, we've actually closed the loop you know, on this. I this have laughed b- about it with our friend, but it is, to this day, what, I shudder mean, when I think about Tail. I shudder as well. And what bugs me sometimes about men is how, how apt they are to give other people the benefit of the doubt. Well, this is what I said. I said, okay, really? You think that's okay? Next <laughs> time we go to something... Where it's, you know, one of your people, it's a dinner party for your friends. I'm going to say I'm not eating when the host, get, you know, hands me my plate or whatever. And let's see right. how that goes down. Totally. Let's see how much Let you think know. it's no biggie then. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Kagan's literally like five feet away from me right, right now <laughs> on the couch. Uh, but this is this is actually Maybe why our relationship Has gone as far as we can He literally is not even reacting It's like he's fully able To tune me out It's a miracle Anyway Okay those were two That I had Wanted to make a note on Chandler Give us some I of love yours love Okay uh, We're going to switch over To dating um, Oh great okay. This rule I felt like I felt like our opinion um, Was very seen With this rule Okay mm. Our previously stated opinion um, And this rule is It's okay to ghost After the first date uh, you and I have talked about ghosting. I love the, that that uh, New York Mag is pro ghosting, and I'm going to even take it a step further—quite actually, quite a few steps further—and say that it is okay to ghost up until the fifth date. Um, the I think the fifth date is excessive. I'm going to say, gonna say into, up until the like after the third date, you can still ghost. Third date, so but you're up to third. That, I'm up to fifth. Post, post that, that. What? You, someone deserves state of the union. A text. That, okay, I don't think you need to hold a press press conference, but I do think acknowledging that you're not interested is the polite thing to do. Just feel like if okay, someone's like, gone out with you five times, this is like one of the few times I, you're like I'm a nicer person than you on this podcast. So let's just, just all feel like that for a second, everyone's going on dates all the time. I just think maybe the fourth date is maybe you know a little bit nicer, but. I think that it is just par for the course, and also I'm just a person who would rather be ghosted. I think than be told, you know, uh, I actually don't like you that much. Well, this brings me to a story I have, which is that I actually think ghosting is the polite thing to do. Um, and that's what I'm saying. I, I yeah i I was once on a I think it was a second date, and the guy walked me up to the door. I was living at home with mom and dad. I think I was like 21. And he walked me to the door and then he looked at me and I had, re- I had made a new resolution at this time to be very forthright if I was no longer interested. So I, s- he said something to the tune of like, Oh, you know, I'd love to see you again, et cetera, et cetera. And I looked him in the eye and I said, I've had a great time with you, but I oh don't gosh. feel a romantic connection. See, that's like, that's soon, devastating, horrible, awkward, like, strange couple seconds was- of exchange as we hurriedly said goodbye. And I like went That's inside terrible. as quickly as possible. Like, I got humiliated the guy. Yes. But I was, but I had heard so many complaints of like girls not being upfront enough and kind of string guys along. And the ghosting was maybe a little more negative then. And so I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I wanna, I wanna, you know, I wanna put in a good word for women and I wanna be upfront. But it, it actually ended up being, I think, much more cruel. You know, for once in your goddamn life, you put in a good word for women. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's just been... Uh, I, I've been bringing stories, this down ever since, so... The, the stories that you have managed to tell within the first 10 minutes of this episode that I did not did not know either of those, like... Uh, I'm honestly he, glad. He t- I, I've slept he, a lot easier. He took me to Sun Dried Tomato in San Clemente. This is a restaurant in Telega. Yeah. Or um, just meal. He told me about his sword collection um i remember he had like some sort of samurai sword that was very valuable that he um was very proud of he was very into relics perhaps Mm -hmm. asian Mm -hmm. relics Mm -hmm. so here we are um that's all i remember of that it was like almost 10 over 10 years ago okay um well i have some rules so i do you want to hear some of my original rules or you want to keep going on the uh, you know, the rules that we agree with or disagree with. Let's, let's just kind of zig and zag. Chandler, let's keep people great. on their toes. I want to hear an original yeah. rule. Okay, here's one of my original rules. Don't ask people on Zoom, where are you? Um, This is what I'm going to say. It's like saying how much money is in your bank account. Literally. And also, ever since, you know, the 2020 incident, everyone is vacationing at all times and also trying Absolutely. to work at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, let's stop this culture Let's stop cancel culture and, you know, let's stop canceling other people or calling them out on Zoom for not being, you know, in their tiny little workspace at home, just, you know, in front of their computer typing away. Because they see that the background does not match what they're used to seeing. Yes. That's what I'm that's what I'm referencing. Um, You probably would have known this more if you were still in corporate America. (laughs) But yes, like if I've just had this happen and I've seen this happen, you know, and everyone's well-intentioned, I believe. But, you know, it's like if your background radically changes... And you know, yeah. if if it looks like Fiji behind you, everyone's like, "Where are you?" You know, it's just I like let's all just let's just give each other, you know, let's just it's honor code,
2: honor Saying policy. Where whatever are you,
0: you might as well say in a big meeting, "Were you able to review the presentation over the weekend right. before mm-hmm. we're here today?" I'm mm-hmm. probably right. CEO of the it's, company. It's,
2: it's another a knife. way of,
0: yes, it's another way of asking how dedicated are you to this job. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's another way of asking: Are you on vacation? Are you actually working? Right. We're right. actually providing Where, the value that whoa, our sal- that the salary is paying out. It's like okay, fighting words, fighting questions. Your background. I'm so jealous. Where are you? <laughs> that's literally a. That's oh. like saying that like you're a fucking lazy ass, and mm-hmm. I I don't respect you, and you have honestly no future at this company. Anytime someone ever does that to you next, tell me their name. I'm going to create a fake Glassdoor account under their name <laughs> and start writing shit about them, their manager, about the company, Perfect. about Meta.
2: Um, Perfect. Wow. Yeah. I I'm love this.
0: Threats over the air. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm going to, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, first and last name. That way, the, that when that person, their Google alert will immediately alert them. Okay. Okay. Thank you, I Lauren. have a role. Um, Okay. Let's hear it. You're welcome always happy to be vindictive Chandler for mm-hmm. you okay so my one of my rules is do not ever use the phrase it's not to my taste when qualifying a compliment about someone's new home so I find that <laughs> oh, <I'm> sorry <laughs> is, are you associating with like people on like soap operas like who is using this type of language I'm just not like, <laughs> Is this directed at one person like in particular? It's like the, the, it's so it's obscure. Like the most specific obscure. It's like <laughs> I have some friend I had a conversation with last week. <laughs> your friend is like it sounds like, like so. some like bitchy realtor like wronged you or something when looking at your or like appraising your home. It's <laughs> almost like my role is like if you're in a restaurant with me in San Juan last weekend. <laughs> You don't like my fucking house? Why don't you just say it to my face? Anyway. No, no, no. This is not – okay, this is not – this is actually a very – this is a blanket rule because I do feel like this is is something people do a lot, which is whenever there's – like people will be talking about someone who has some multi-million dollar home or gorgeous car or something really great, and then they'll be like, it's not my taste exactly – but mm. I think it's really nice, and it'll be like,
1: yeah,
2: no it's a shit, Brenda. You have
0: thirty dollars in your it's, bank account. You you <laughs> don't have the you don't have the opportunity to figure out what your taste would be <laughs> if you could have a ten million dollar home in the Alps. It's, it's, so it's hilarious because I, up? I know I've actually probably said this. I'm like, it's not super me, you know. But me. like, I'm so happy for them. It's, it's not like how someone I do who it. just like can afford something I fully can't afford. It is like you know I wouldn't. It's actually not really my taste to, like, be rich or, like, have money. Like, that's just actually not really me. Like, I just wouldn't want that. (laughs) It's not how I would do it. It's not how I choose to spend my money, you know? Like, money doesn't equal taste. Ever heard of that? But, you know, I'm so happy for her (laughs) and that she's happy. Look, there's nothing more satisfying as, you know, as a renter – uh then saying money doesn't equal taste after being in someone's oh, very nice sure. apartment a hundred percent absolutely it's like well your know, nice. money doesn't equal taste <laughs> That's how you like pe- some people sleep at night is with that phrase it's like embroidered <laughs> on a cushion <laughs> it's just like As I unless like, oh. you're not allowed to say that unless you could also purchase it is my rule yes oh i love that I, yep 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 yeah otherwise just say it's wow, beautiful Lauren. Everyone is being put in their place, including myself. I mean, no, including myself, because I know I have done this. And I just think it's like, it might be true, like in the alternate universe where I could also yeah. live in a $20 million house or whatever, $10 million house. Like, sure, I might appoint it somewhat differently. But do I need to qualify my thoughts with that? No. Right. No. You Are don't. my compliments don't. with okay. that? No. Let's just all be positive. I love. Okay. That's a great role. <laughs> Uh, that was a Thank journey. You. Thank you for taking us on it. Um, I do what I can.
1: Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love, please? Early Bird CBD gummies are so
0: phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect.
1: They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? (laughs) You know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. Cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern. So you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a lay person like yourself. Everyone, see why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over two million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com.
0: Okay. Here's another one. This is yeah. from the you know NY Mag list. Don't browbeat people into playing a game. I, Ooh. well, first of all, I wrote just next to this full stop because <laughs> I could not agree more, could not agree more. I hate, mm. I hate being at a party where I'm forced to do an activity that I don't want to do. All I want to do is like have a little drink, ch- chat with some friends. Like I do yeah. not like being forced into any type of activity uh, ever. See, I used to, my old boss at Stance, um, he was very into games and yeah. And I had fun playing them, and so this is when Kagan and I were first dating. And so I remember we threw a Thanksgiving party, and I decided that we should all play werewolves. And this was, yeah, this this is like this party where you murder. No, it's like it's like that party It's like that party game where it's like who's the werewolf, who's the murderer. You know, Mm, like you all draw numbers or or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, like mafia. Anyway, it's a variation on that game. So I remember I like browbeat everyone into playing it because I was like, sure, it was going to be so much fun. And Kagan right, was like like, a mortified. That was not the culture of his friend group to do like organized games. So totally, anyway. you know, and people find their people. I think, you know, everyone yeah. who wants to be playing board games at parties like are having those parties. It's just like if you're, you know, if you're inviting mixed company over, don't force them to play a game. Okay. Um, I've recently, you know, had to make this clear to groups of friends of mine that they do listen to this podcast that, you Mm -hmm. know, I don't like a certain game that we've played, you know, on some of our vacations and, you know, we have mended fences. Everyone was really Mm -hmm. respectful of my taste and my preferences with, you know, when it comes to board games and, you know, it's been, it's, you know, we've been closer since that and because of that, our friendship is stronger. I'm creating a rule on the spot. Okay. Right now, because I think in... In reaction to this, the game, the the ask of a game might mean that um, you, the party's a little low energy. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm gonna have a new get, new rule, which is perk up Buttercup. Okay, have mm-hmm. something to fucking say. Right. Um, have some a thought about a current event. Have a question. Okay. Yep. If you're in a group of 10 people and everyone is at brunch, do not let more than four seconds hang in the air before someone breaks it with a stimulating piece of information Mm -hmm. or a thought. I think sometimes Mm -hmm. people are too relaxed, even, you know, especially amongst friends. And we need to remember, we're here to entertain each other. We're not just here to take up space. Wow. Wow someone honestly like give this woman a podium and a platform she's amazing it's true <laughs> just like, though it is a is perfect episode for you it is just the case in social situations you're not yeah. just there to eat the pie prepared for you by the host you're there to dance a little jig to sing a little tune to right. be entertaining to provide to- a moment of relief honestly i could not agree more and I do think, though, as someone who doesn't let silence ever basically happen, <laughs> yeah. um, I have had to release myself a little bit from the court jester role because mm-hmm. I will leave certain social situations where no one talks, utterly exhausted because I feel like I'm doing, you know, jumping jacks and somersaults, right. to doing keep all the work. this conversation going. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it, it's definitely a curse. I think we were raised with because our our mother was always very concerned with. I think all of us behaving well in social situations. Right, right. And now I right. extend that same judgment to those I'm surrounded by. Um, the same standards. Yes, honestly. But I I think okay. it's a th- I think it's actually part of your personality not to relinquish because I just think that there's something about being aware of a social environment and like how things are going and if maybe the, the energy needs to be picked up and maybe oh, yeah. like this needs For to get sure. more fun. Someone's yeah. put a lot of effort into this party. Maybe right. okay. You know that's, what I mean, uh, honestly, that's the dis- that's the curse that I feel like I have. It's like if someone's throwing a party, I feel extremely like attached oh, yeah. to their emotional state at the time. Are oh, they having same. a good time? Is everyone having a good time? Are people reacting enough to the, the stuff that they've prepared for us? Is this like, like, as fun as they wanted it to be? Right, right. Like, am um, are people leaving too soon? Like, who's are, pe- are enough people there? It's honestly mm-hmm. a nightmare. I, I feel need like to be mom medicated, I think told us a story growing up about like going to a birthday party and like literally no one showed up and I just feel like it almost like for her friend and I think it like scarred all of us so much and mom was just like always so like put it on us that like it is your job as a guest literally to make yes, sure yes. that the event is going well and I yep. do think Chandler if maybe that if if everyone felt that way you know what they say many hands make a light load it's true it's true and honestly that's Something I take issue with is people who are far too comfortable letting other people, you know, do all the, you know, the conversationalist yeah. work. I my friend Drea is a great conversationalist, and I've learned a lot from her because she asks a lot of good questions. Mm, you know, like, yeah. like, uh, you know, just like, and from a range of, you know, like more serious ones to more playful ones, and I think that that makes you know you a great dinner guest and a great friend. And you know what? Sometimes. I, I think that it's not even just about being polite. It's also make about making it fun for yourself too. If maybe oh, things are taking a more sleepy turn, but anyway, we're beleaguering this okay. point yeah. too long. Let's move along. I have another, another, uh, party related rule. Great. This is from LSD's list. Uh, Lauren she's like Santo Domingo, the fashion Lauren lady. Lauren Santo Domingo. Yes. So her rule was never ask people to take their shoes off in your home. um, I'm just going to say this is one of the more out of touch rules for me because living in New York, which I know she does, like clearly she has someone who mops her floors every single day. I do not. Um I'm not interested in swiffering on a daily basis, even a weekly basis. So yes, everyone's going to be taking off their shoes when they come into my home. I also think that even if you are mopping and all that, it's just gross. Like it is gross. I don't want I am a no, no shoes home. So I guess LSD is never coming to our condo in Puerto Rico. Never, but honestly, she's never coming to my apartment. <laughs> but like I, I just I'm totally against that rule. I I remember, I was at a dinner party? I was asked to remove my shoes. I it definitely ruined the outfit. The entire like structure of my look was changed enough for the better because I had to remove my. My beautiful strappy bedazzled heels, but I mm-hmm. did so. And you know what? In someone's clean home, they don't want all the crap from the outside ground no. tracked in. Especially if you live in a big city where there's literally poop everywhere. I'm sorry, here's not my feeling. If you don't want to remove your shoes, bring booties. Oh my gosh, this is a great depth story. This we were not even planning on half of these stories, but everyone should know that our mother. Has small baskets with booties, white booties, um, at the at the uh, bottom of every doorway, uh, ready for any any guests who might enter, any workmen she might have or work women. Um, mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's it's a rule of hers because our mom is also insistent about shoes in the house. And honestly, like it is a good rule. You don't want people who have been walking through, like who knows where they have been. You don't want you do not want them tracking that in. So um, I am fully on board with this rule. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I've got another original rule. You ready? Okay. Or no? Yeah, you go. Okay. Well, um, no. yeah, I'll go. So one of the rules in this article is disperse, don't clump the superstars at the table. So the, then the person expounds. And never, ever make a superstar, whether they're famous or just extremely charismatic, face a wall. They always face the room. They must be allowed to sparkle. What? I once sat a very famous actor facing a wall at a dinner party. He didn't say anything to me, but I think he was upset and I've often thought about it. Um so someone commented and they said, I don't get all the advice around famous people or celebrities. I lived in L.A. for 20 plus years and I've only ever met one celebrity in a casual social setting. I don't need a half dozen rules about how to interact with them. Literally, this is why people are saying these rules are out of touch because like, there's a whole <laughs> section on what to do when you have celebrities over. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, thank God, you know, God. someone's weighing on these situations. I know. Because I, I know Emily what to Post do. left it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so funny. I mean, and especially when you're faced with the problem, Chandler, of whether to disperse or clump the superstars. What Not just stars, you, what but even superstars. Do? Right, right. Disperse. Okay. Don't clump the superstars like, at the table. Well, now I you love know. love New York Mag, but Yeah.
2: Classic oh my New York mag.
0: Um, okay, ready for another one? Yes, ready. Um, this one is, I think, could get us some heat, but I mm. think we should talk about it with, you know, and and be open hearted. Are you ready? No, I have b- an open heart, an open mind. No dogs in grocery stores or restaurants. I, you know, am a person who thinks dogs are very cute. I do not have a dog because I am allergic. Oh, but gosh. in New York, dogs are everywhere indoors. Oh really? And this is something that does bother me and I have a lot of friends with wonderful dogs and I think their dogs are so sweet and I do have love for them, but that being said, living in New York, I it has shown me another world of dog owners who just bring their dogs into these very very cramped spaces that are already like brimming with people and, you know, random shit and then there are, you know, dogs everywhere. So you, when you, when we sat down to record this podcast today, did you think I'd like to get as many one stars, one star reviews as possible? I honestly, I don't even know if we should leave this in because I just know it's going. I like, I think I'm alienating half of my friends right now when I talk about this, and this is what you know. This is what I'm worried about, frankly. I remember I once went to dinner with some friends in Nashville, and this is the only time I've ever been in Nashville. We were stopping through on a long drive, and anyway, um they brought their dog and then they had the dog got like water like they the server brought out water under okay. the table and i just remember the dog like made this huge mess under the table with the water and it just seemed like i i don't was know was this indoors like, or outdoors indoors mm. and yeah that's a little bizarre like not good manners right i have no problem with dogs like with people who are dining outside, having their dogs with them, that doesn't bother me. It's really just the indoor factor where I'm like, you know, this is, I, I like expect dogs to be around when I'm outside and I like enjoy it. It's just that when I'm like in a crowded bodega or like today when I went to the grocery store and I couldn't even get by because like, you know, not only is like a person taking up space, but then they have like this little perimeter where their like dog is attached to them. And a lot of times it's like bigger dogs too. And I also just think that it's maybe a little bit gross. Like, Dogs have germs like, you know, they don't always like wipe their butts and I just don't know if I want them in my grocery stores or inside restaurants. Yeah, I think that it's a totally fair rule. I think that if you're in a position where you can order, you know, with a roof over your head and emotional support martini, you don't need your emotional support animal. There we go. Yeah. I mean, I That's literally, I feel like we're going to get canceled for this. And I just want, you know, anyone who's listening who knows me and has a dog to know that I love them and I'm obsessed with them. And this is coming from a place of love and compassion um, and me speaking my truth. I mean, knowing the kind of people we are, though, if we ever did get dogs, we probably would turn into those people who, like, bring them everywhere. Oh, for sure. Like, aren't for you sure. so happy to see Buster? I
1: know. Well, Buster. Major D. Also,
0: aren't, aren't you going to get a dog? Don't you want a dog? I want a dog, but Kagan put the cab- the kaboosh on it. Why? Um, I think he just thinks I don't know what I'm getting myself into. It's too long. That like, gets too I huge. That would of a be commitment. really good for we you. A lot. I mean, I agree. It would be good for me, especially my likability. But um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's he's a, he's it's like you're some politician. Get this girl a dog. It'd be good for my approval ratings. But Kagan is putting saying no. So here we are. Okay, wow. We'll stay a, ca- okay. a callous animal afraid bish for now. Um. Okay, Lauren. Do you have another yeah. rule or do you want me to go? I have a rule that I'd like to review with you because I think it vindicates me. Ready? hmm In defense of Lauren Bledsoe, this rule should be called. It's okay to email, text, or DM anyone at any hour is what the person, the writer says there's nothing worse than being woken up at 2:30 a.m with a dumb text or a slack notification so why did you do that to yourself phones and computers have great tools now to manage your time away including setting working hours and muting types of notifications we're responsible for which flashing lights and noises we let into our lives because of that anyone should feel free to text a friend or message a coworker at any hour we can't successfully move into the future unless we recognize that the onus is on the receiver Not Hmm. the sender. Hmm. As we all know, it is one of my toxic traits, especially when I was wedding planning, to text an email whenever the hour struck. Usually my anxiety at 2 a.m. So anyway, I felt like that vindicated me. If Apple had a feature where we could schedule texts, I would happily use it, but it doesn't. So here we are. I wish that you would text me not until it's like 8.30 in the morning. But I'm an hour ahead of about, you about business-related things. I'm an hour ahead of you, so that means I have to wait till nine thirty. I've been up for two and a half hours. Sorry, I'm. That's I'm I do a check by that rule. I wish you would abide by that. Um, you're always I, on do not disturb anyway. I just assume you'll see it when you get up. Yeah, but still, it's like even knowing that I have a task from you or that I have some outstanding question I need to answer. It's always like not allow just me to rest. Do want, when do you want to record? Well, That's I, usually the question. I, I don't even want to think about that question. I just want to rest. Okay, well, great. <laughs> don't look at your text messages then. Well, that's really hard. That's really hard. Well, it's really hard for me. Yourself Chandler, the onus is on you. According to I our think, New York magazine writer. I agree. This is one reason why I really do love having a work phone. Um, I think if you don't have a separate phone for your work dealings, uh, this rule is very hard and it is, it's like, well, I just, I want to turn my brain off to work, but I don't want to turn my brain off to like texting my friends, you know? Um, so it is nice because I I can fully turn off my pings and just like not look at them all weekend because they're on a separate phone, but a lot of people don't have that luxury. So I don't know. I'm kind of like wishy-washy on this rule. Uh, well, I, I just think that, making other people wait to text you when they think that you're going to find it amenable. Like why do we have to carry that burden? Well, it you know just what depends. I mean? It's too it many times to juggle. I have a lot is. of international friends in oh, a lot gosh, of different places. Um, how am I supposed to even know what time zone most people are on that I'm texting, that I'm cavorting with, that it I'm doing business depends. with? Like if, you're, if you're sending them something funny that they can look at at their, you know, at their own time, at their own leisure, that's fine I can get a text like that you know around the clock but if it's a text like hey give me a call like I don't want to get that from you in the middle of the night mm. or, or early well, yeah, in the morning duh. unless it's obviously like, you know obviously. It's just, I feel like there should be some caveats with this rule um, um by the way okay. that was a joke you guys I do not have many international friends like Chandler's basically my only friend so that was a joke it's not true and you actually do have international friends <laughs> really do I Chandler keep going Yeah, but um there people at your wedding I feel like that we're international I was trying to be I mean I I'm just trying to be more likable okay can you help me on that in that quest okay you're right Lauren you're right I am your only friend <laughs> thank um, you <laughs> okay here we go next rule yeah okay so here's a rule I have Chandler this is rules for tipping And this is my personal policy that I abide by at all times because I think that right now we're in a position where we're asked to tip for everything on this planet. I I will be shocked if I make my tax payment and like there isn't some like square thing that pops up where I can tip the IRS 25%. (laughs) Um, Anyway, here's my rule. If I am expected in the establishment I am paying in to bust my own table, that means bring my plate up to a certain designated area, or to remove my coffee cup from the table and put it in the trash. If I am expected to clean up after myself in an environment, then there are no required tips. I am purchasing Mm -hmm. goods. I can tip if I would like to, but it is not required. If I'm in a cafe, a place where it's expected that I will leave the porcelain mug on the counter, a tip, I believe, is required. But other than that, a tip is like, for example, this is why you tip for a cocktail. You leave the glass on the table. You don't bring it back mm -hmm. to the dish. Someone has to facilitate that. But if I'm getting a latte, it's actually, I think, just a nice thing to tip. It's not required. See, I remember us always tipping though a dollar when we go through coffee pot. Yeah. That's because we wanted the goodwill of specific baristas who would be surly with us if we didn't. Remember that? That's true. We were honestly being threatened. We were under Yeah. It was like, but yeah. yeah, we we were like hostages to that tip yeah. line. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. Um I love this rule. Lisa this is, is what I'm talking about. And I guarantee you she's not listening to this no, podcast. What was, the, what was the guy's name? What was the guy's name? Oh, I forget his name. He was, but the, they he were was both so surly. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um anyway. Wait, okay. Uh I I like this rule. I like this approach. I also agree that the tipping has completely gotten out of hand. Um I and this also is, can, I, can I just get into on. I actually have like a whole speech about this, but okay, you can go sure. and I'll get my speech. Well, I just think there are like there are places where I regularly see the person, and they regularly you know like remember me or I just I, you know I just think there are. I'm not quite as there's not like a hard and fast rule for me, but I certainly do not tip everywhere I go. Like that's not a restaurant. No. I guess. like I always tip at a restaurant, but in terms yeah, of restaurant. like fast, casual stuff, like here's one thing: I'm not tipping at Starbucks ever. Sorry. Yeah, and okay, this is this is what I think. I think that if that is not the job of the consumer to make a job uh, worth more than it actually is to the marketplace, right? So, like, if the job, yeah, it's on the like a delivery adds it's it's as if your job is not making you enough money it's not because people aren't tipping enough it's because it's just simply not making enough money and i just and like again if you're a server i agree i've been a server you live on tips everyone should tip 20 percent minimum i am totally on board with that but like there are certain jobs jobs in the economy right now which i think are propped up by basically guilting the consumer into you know into paying more, and I just wish that instead these things costed more, and we just ate, we didn't have to deal with the analysis paralysis. I have a, actually a question for your scenario. So, yeah. you, but you still tip with like delivery stuff, right? Like those jobs, I've, I'm like i have always got to tip. Like yes, very I d- well. I definitely tip with them, but I wish that they just costed more because I yeah. think that I don't want I to have yeah. to be like, do I do? $5 do I do 25 20% right. do I do 18% right. I don't want to have to make that like why doesn't Uber Eats just make it what it costs to be a viable mm-hmm. business I agree you I know? would rather certain things be more expensive and just you didn't have the like the option to tip don't and, and be an honestly, option it's like in, yeah like literally at Cafe Rio I feel like they like ask you to tip when you're like picking up takeout there it's right. just like what um and also a lot of these places don't even give the tips to like the it's not like it's going directly to that person. Uh it's like it's like another way I feel like for the company to like at, to make money. What's well, for the way for the company to pay their employees less and then put it on the consumer to pay their employees mm-hmm. where I just feel like just pay the employee and then figure out a business model that makes it profitable. You know, don't you know bake it into the cost. Right, and I'll I'll make deal it with the consequences for me. Like I think yeah. I'd rather my coffee cost like Okay, if my if right now like if I go get a cold brew for my favorite place, it's a large cold brew is about f- five dollars. So then once I mm-hmm. tip it's around six dollars mm-hmm. like I think I would feel better if like the I guess like I don't know what if the coffee costs five five fifty flat or something, you know, but I just have to tip the decision is annoying. It's stressful right well and especially yeah when the person's like right in front of you flipping the screen over to you yes Um, exactly. this is coercion so right
1: lauren as we made our descent into new york you know from our beloved guana island trip Mm. i got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food like my Mm. clean simple eats protein powder
0: strangely tastes really good like chocolate milk. It's a super fast, easy, quick snack. Also, I just love that the ingredients are
1: clean. They're grass fed. It's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories. It is just the best protein powder out there. Everyone, go to cleansimpleeats dot com and use the promo code pop apologist for 10% off. That's pop apologist for 10% off.
2: Cleansimbleeats dot com, pop apologist for 10% off. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.
0: Anyway, Um, okay. okay. I've got another rule. Okay. Okay. Don't tell people they look like other people.
2: I could Mm. not
0: agree with this more. Uh, I think that the only exception to this rule... Is if you are saying the person, the unless the person you are referencing is certifiably hot. Like, mm. truly, truly hot. That's the only time when I want to hear that I look like someone. Like, this person, they better have a contract with Forbes. It, yeah. They better be, like, IMG better be trying to steal them. Right, um, right. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I remember someone messaged me. This was in my early 20s that I looked like someone he saw in a illicit video. I proceeded to find the video, oh, of course, because I need to figure out who I looked like. And then I proceeded to ask him to verify that I was definitely prettier than this person. Oh, <laughs> it is gosh. literally like the rudest He's thing you friend. can do. It's, terrible. it's not really a friend, it's, also it's just some just guy. Like, it's also, it's just like no better, you know, like just don't be a bonehead. Like think it through a little bit more and just don't tell someone they look like someone else unless that person is extremely hot. Like, like society has agreed that this person is hot. Like, unless it's like, you look like Margot Robbie, you know? Yes, Great. I'll take it. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to have a rule that goes along with this, which is that never, never, ever tell someone that they don't look their age. Um, I personally think that this is something that starts happening to basically probably everyone at some point or another. And I just think that the the undercurrent of that is it's not a good thing to look how old you are. Mm. And it doesn't matter if you're 24 or 45 or however old you are. No one wants to hear about the fact that looking however old they are would be a negative thing. Like, right. It's I just like not- that. And so don't tell someone that they don't, oh, well, you, and, don't, you don't, look that like, okay. It really perpetuates, this, it just perpetuates the idea that like all age is bad. All aging is bad. Yes. Like getting older in yeah. any way is bad. And it's mm-hmm. just like, don't, I just hate that. I hate right, that. Right. And I think just tell someone this, don't just don't even comment. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, um yeah. Okay. Like, I have a new, I, oh, it's almost like yeah. commenting on someone's body or weight loss. It's just not yeah. this time. Just you don't, know what I mean. Just don't act like you don't notice those things. It's human yeah, to exactly. notice those like, things. Just don't, people just don't want to be notice. observed in that exactly. way. Yes. Yes. You can, I think you can give someone specific com- compliments, like, oh, you have such beautiful skin. Um, sure. You know, or can you give a like a compliment about someone's body. No, I don't think so. Beautiful, you have a beautiful like, ass. I remember I, I told <laughs> – no. I remember I told this – I mean, you can tell that to me. You can give me <laughs> compliments to my body as much as possible, but I really okay. don't think a lot of people want them. Like, yeah. I remember I was on this trip with this girl, and I was like, you're just so gorgeous. I was like, your body, you're just like so athletic. And I could just tell she didn't want to hear it. And anyway, yeah. I just think that it's like not of our time. No, I agree. I, I think like also – yeah. Just, just, just find something else, you know, to say to that person. And I think skin is a great compliment. If you want to tell someone they're beautiful or like you want to give someone a more specific compliment, I think skin is a great way to go. Right. Or I think you can always tell someone your hair, like, you're so ripped. It's incredible. Or like, you're so totally. in shape. I'm so jealous. Yeah, like you, right. you're so healthy, but I just, I just yeah. think that any compliments, like you're so skinny or. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean and yeah. You're curvy just, even, like I no. You have great curves. Just, I no one will yeah. no. No. Yeah. Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. That being said, Lauren, okay. you do have a beautiful ass. Thank you. Yeah, except unless you're talking to me, in which case I will take any and all compliments. <laughs> except please don't tell um, me I don't look how old I am, which is my least favorite thing here. <laughs> uh okay. Another question. Our, okay. Uh another OG rule for me, or original rule, I should say. Okay uh it's perfectly okay to say i am low energy as an excuse for declining plans um i think that you know at times when you need to decline plans and you just really aren't feeling up to it you want to come up with some elaborate excuse i was exposed Mm. to covid four days ago you know Mm. now you know my dog ate my homework (laughs) yada 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 um i just think i was exposed to to covid four days ago (laughs) (laughs) i'm exhibiting no symptoms yeah, and I appreciate people being forthright and saying I'm feeling a little low energy. I actually had a friend use this excuse, and I was like, I want to use that more because I feel like it's like appropriate. It's not like, hey, I need all this attention, but it's just like, hey, I just don't think I'm going to be as much fun tonight because I'm feeling a little low energy. Hmm. No, Do you agree? I, I is this pa- plans you're canceling on, or is it plans that you are declining in the middle like, de- declining plans? I, I, I'm i definitely someone who puts can- pressure not to- canceling. See- not like bailing or flaking necessarily. Okay, okay, okay. I mean that's that's a whole other can of worms. I am a little bit more flaky and you know, it's something I'm working on, but I I do think if you need to decline plans and you feel compelled like you don't want to decline them or you want to come up with some like type of elaborate lie or white lie, I think it's okay to say I'm feeling low energy. I think that's totally fine. I think it I think it's totally fine if this is the first time the plans have been brought to your attention. If mm these are plans that you have already committed to and made and a restaurant reservation is secured, then just texting that you're feeling low energy, it's buck up buttercup. In my opinion, you've already committed. Sure, if there are someone reservations, has already, yeah. Someone has already planned their night yeah, around it. They're looking yeah. forward to it. So, Oh, totally. I mean, like, I don't think it's, it's a tear. If you're going to flake on someone, make up the COVID excuse, like, you know, be smart. Um, uh, but- I honestly, I just think that people are too soft. They give themselves, Too much leeway these days, and I don't believe in all the canceling that people do. Anyway,
2: those are my fighting words.
0: Yeah, I just think that. You're literally the first person to be like, I don't want to record. I'm in a bad mood. That's okay, but that's (laughs) that's so true. (laughs) But that is also not social. That's not plans on my social calendar. And that actually doesn't happen that often. It's not like that. No, I know. I'm just saying, you are, you also give in to. Mm, you also give into your moods, <laughs> you know, or you're like, you're, the way that you, the day is subject to change your energy levels. It's true. But I, but when it comes to my social things that I've committed to, I very rarely will not feel like going and bail very rarely. So well, maybe you're just, you know, having more yeah fun plans than I am, I guess. No, I actually, I, I really do. don't flake that much. Says the girl who was like, I am pretty flaky, like five minutes ago. Well, I just like um, – it's something I've actually – I think I've gotten a lot better about doing, you know. Okay. I have a rule, Chandler. you okay. ready? Mm-hmm. This is not specific at all to me. I actually swear it's not because um, this was a rule that – this was something that I felt way before I was planning my own wedding. But my, this rule is never complain about attending weddings or going to a wedding. Ever. It is so, the temptation is there. Weddings are expensive, especially destination. Wedding season is expensive. If you're a multiple, it's a lot. Like, I totally get it. I just think that it's really in bad taste. And I think that you either accept an invitation and are classy about it and go. Or you decline and you, then there's nothing to complain about. But I just think that complaining about having yeah. to go to weddings is just – it's something that I heard a lot before I planned my own wedding and mm-hmm. it made me really bummed out when I was planning my wedding because I felt like I had everyone's complaints about having to go to other weddings in my head. Yeah. So yeah. it's a personal it's definitely, I have. That was something that you shined a light on for me because I thought it was just like normal to complain all the time about weddings. But... <laughs> you know it you, can impact people the day will come when you're planning your own and then suddenly all those voices will be in your head and it's not good karma right. for your own wedding someday and also a wedding is like basically a party that you get to go to especially if it's not destination it's just an elaborate free party so complaining so about true. it is not a good taste so true um okay i've got another rule okay please um write the damn card okay I think that oh, yeah. thoughtful texts are wonderful, but handwritten cards are just simply the best. Um, I couldn't agree more. I haven't written a, a card and sent it out in years. But years, I, yeah. I mean i i no i I wrote handwritten thank you notes to people for coming to my wedding. I wrote. You know, I do that, but I haven't like sent a card in the mail randomly. Yeah, to like a a, I'm talking about like a like a birthday card or a Valentine's oh, Day card, yeah, or an anniversary card. Oh my gosh, yes, yes, like, I just yes, you know, even, do not show up to a birthday gathering without a card. Yeah, even if you don't live in the same place as someone, if this this person's a close friend, like, and I'm not I'm not perfect at this, but I have friends who are honestly better than me at it, and they write the hand the, like, handwritten card and they'll like mail it to me, and I think that's a lovely thing. I will tell you that um, one of our friends, we had a no gifts wedding, but our friends still, they brought a card and mm. it really was so sweet and yeah. meant a lot. Like, And it just was just to, just to get that card, get that handwritten note. I also think that the act of writing a card really forces you to be present in like mm. what you're going to say to that person and really forces you to be thoughtful Mm, uh, not that absolutely. writing a, not that writing a text can't be thoughtful but I just think you can I don't know there's something about being able to like quickly delete what you were going to say and like you know do a bunch of drafts um that maybe takes you a little bit out of the presence of like okay now I'm going to sit down and really think about what makes this person special and like fill a page with my like thoughts about them hmm yep yeah I think that it is it is just a lost art. So everyone, get out your ink and quill tonight if you can, mm-hmm. and you know, pen some words of affection to someone and post it in the mail, and just feel the karmic rewards as they manifest. Please. Um, I have one last rule to, to send okay. us home. If you if you want okay. me to share it, please. Um, okay, this is my last rule. Um, women can use the word bitch, but men cannot. Oh, I like that rule. I think this is a good rule. Okay, Abs- I agree with all. it. That's Oh, there's, there's no expounding. No, I mean that's full stop. This is self evident. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you there. I think this is true. I absolutely agree. I think that if you want to say that word as a woman, I certainly do enjoy. But there, it just doesn't come off great coming out of a man's mouth. Oh no, mm-hmm. no, it just it's oh, not, I not a good a look. Can say that word, and I would be none too pleased if I did. Yeah, right, right. Oh, I have a rule that I we passed right through, Chandler. I don't care if you're on a 22-hour flight to Zimbabwe, okay, to Mozambique. There is absolutely no scenario or situation mm. that makes going. bare feet acceptable yeah. on a plane. <laughs> absolutely. Bare socks. Sure, toes. you can take off your shoes and you can just have your socks on. I will allow socks are that. are fine. But bare feet on a plane—I do not want to see your toe hairs. It's frankly it's appalling. It's Airplanes disgusting. are disgusting. I have seen it so many times. Do you feel that like you see it more in business or first class? No, because your actually feet are like hidden there. I was just mm. traumatized once when I saw someone's, uh, someone, someone. He put put his feet in like the the. <gasps> he was like the, had the his pocket? body contorted the pocket of like the You're seat you fucking kidding he his whole row was empty so he put his feet in the pocket <gasps> of like the uh he was in a window he put it in the aisle pocket and it was just like so Lord gross heaven. to me that is so yeah. gross i've been scarred wow. ever since so yes, you should be sorry that happened yeah. to you i need to talk about it with my trauma counselor i hope i can do an ayahuasca ceremony to expunge that memory from my brain I I don't even know if there is enough ayahuasca, you know, on God's green <laughs> earth to, to help you process that. Thank you. Um, I, ugh, airplane rolls are just, that's a great, that's another segment we could do mm. because there's quite a few. I do think, um, you know, we I was actually recently talking to some friends about, you mm. know, if you have to get up to pee on an mm. airplane, like how many times are you allowed to get up to pee on a, like every, you know. Like, are you allowed on, let's say, a four-hour flight? How often are you allowed to get up to pee? No more than two, right? Oh, that's a tricky one because I – this is why I choose aisle seats. I know. Are you in the aisle or right. no?
2: Oh, well, you're talking about like – this is
0: a whole pl- – like, I think if you have an aisle yeah, seat, you guess, can use the restroom yeah. as much as you'd like. Right, if yeah, right, right, right. If you're middle or window, I think there's a I think a limit. that you can get up once every hour and a half is, is yeah. the most – I think that's the yeah. most that's acceptable. I think that if you know though that your bladder is that small, you better you get do. your ass in an aisle seat, which I okay. do, which I do. Yeah. I make a yeah, point to that. I do do. Yeah. Um, nothing is worse than trying to get over a sleeping person oh. to go use the restroom. I mean, it's a horrible feeling. It's a hellscape. I've got another plain rule. Okay, and I've broken this rule, but it's something I'm trying to reform okay. uh, myself about do not bring any pungent foods on a plane do no. not get the of don't get not. like the, like I just know one time I got like Mediterranean in the Salt Lake airport oh. and then proceeded to eat it within the first hour of my flight and that wasn't fun for anyone it was fun for me but it wasn't fun for anyone else and I still feel guilt about that to this day I'm like, like just gonna me- a step further okay do not bring I, it's fine if it's a cooler full of like like snacks and cheeses i don't care about that if you have a small pouch cool cooler pouch whatever now that i've ever even seen anyone do that yeah I was do not say. bring any food from the airport fast food restaurants in a to-go container onto the flight it's yeah. just gross there's something gross, gross about it because it's there's uncouth. no proper airflow and and you, you subject everyone to the fumes of your food like Invariably, forever the packaging is too large for that tiny Mm -hmm. little tray. Correct. Correct. And so you're like encroaching on people's free space in some way, even if you're not, it just, it feels intrusive. Um, we ask you to refrain on this podcast. We really ask you, um, we're, we're begging you. (laughs) Um, if you are in the aisle seat, do you have both armrests? Do you just have one? What's the policy there? Oh, I think that the armrests go to the person in the middle seat unless they're not using it. Yeah. Yeah. But if that person shows any inclination to be using both armrests, they are that person's. Right. That person right. who is suffering through being sandwiched mm-hmm. in. Like, mm-hmm. oh, really? You think you're on the aisle or the window and you also deserve to sit like a king with both your elbows right. rested? That's <laughs> not like what <laughs> $700 round trip to Barcelona gets you, okay? No. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No. No. Yep. Okay. Let's- oh, yeah. Go ahead. I, no, it's great. It's great. I completely agree. I've got another one for you. Okay. I, would, I would like you to rule on Judge. Okay. Um, so, the uh, you know the age old debate of can you lean your seat back or is it extremely Ugh. rude to lean your seat back? Because we discovered it within our own family, we have wildly different opinions about this. Yeah. And even honestly, yeah. within my own relationship, we have different mm. opinions. Mm. It's hard. This is a tough one. So. I think that if the seat reclines and the person behind you can, I think that if you're if you're sitting in front of the person who's in the last row of the plane and they can't seat, they cannot recline their own seat. You know what? It's a, there's a special place in hell for reclining your person your your seat onto that person. If you're but if if so you're saying if you're in the second to last row, like like in on the very back of the plane, think twice. Before sure. you subject someone, if the person behind you cannot do it, then correct. Twice. But if you can, and- it's fair mm-hmm. game. It's all fair game. That's exactly where my head is at. It's like, well, you also have this luxury. I'm not taking it right. from you that you can't get back for yourself, you know, with your own uh, vertical space. It behind- also, it's, it feels like a, it feels like tipping in like all these random situations. It's like this thing, it's like either make the seats reclinable or not, but don't create this weird right. social rule exactly. we have to follow. Right. That's such a good take. Um Thank it's, you. that's exactly what it is. So one thing that Ben did that annoyed the shit out of me. Um and you know. <sighs> I went to go to the bathroom one time on a flight. I had my seat reclined. I was sleeping, I think, or whatever. My seat was reclined. I got up to go to the bathroom. And he re-upped my seat while I was in the bathroom.
1: Okay? No.
0: To make it a little nicer on the person behind me for the two minutes I was in the bathroom. Was he trying to, like, was he trying to be rude to you? Like, end the relationship? Literally. It was, like, it was the most clear assault on me on you know who I was my character my comfort you know it was like you know what it, it really was it was your needs don't matter yeah it, it's, <laughs> it's it's I want to look good in front of this person mm-hmm. in the seat behind mm-hmm. us this stranger yeah I want to look like I want to like have like a look of apology on my face mm-hmm. I want them to think I'm not I, you know just so you know I don't approve of I this don't know, I, behavior. that's literally it literally that like just but so you like, know like this she's on her own with this they- one yeah exactly Mm -hmm. okay i'm super with you i'm i'm very much with you there is kagan Um, with you does i think courtney had the opinion that it was rude um i think kagan no kagan always leans his seat back so he's with us on this um so i actually think the majority of us are of the same mind no courtney Mm -hmm. doesn't think it's rude courtney does not think it's rude to lean your seat back I thought that this why I think it's rude. Somebody in our family or she, maybe she just posted about it on her story and yeah. it was very 50, 50. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys, we pray that you're never on a flight with us because clearly, you know, we're still breaking our own rules. It's um, true you know, we're just living and learning as we're going. Um, thank you for tuning into this, you know, spicy episode about our rules. Exactly. Um, if you like this podcast, give us a review on itunes five stars we'd love it chandler thank you so much for joining me enjoy everyone have a great week and we will see you next time bye see you next time
1: bye that's all for now folks